Hey, let's go answer the bell, huh? If we just know what we're doing, work at it, and concentrate and do it. Let's go, fellas! Let's go. Welcome into another episode of the Patriots Podcast. I'm Sean here with JJ and Ryan. What's up, guys? Hello. We're back. Look at the Pats. What a bounce back. I know, right? Uh, Actually came away with the win. It wasn't super pretty by any means, but they did it. How about that? We're all concerned. Uh, I I suppose I could just speak for myself. We get shredded, shredded by Deshaun Watson through the passing game. You look at Deshaun Watson next to Kyler Murray, yes, there's like a six-inch difference in height, but otherwise, how different are they? Not that much. Kyler Murray leads the NFL uh, for rushing yards for a quarterback so far this year, which is more than Deshaun Watson does, but he just chooses not to. It's not a a lack of of anything there. So we figured that the pass rush was going to look very similar. Uh, The quarterback was going to have a ton of time sitting in the pocket, not going to escape it, but sitting inside the pocket. And then he's just going to shred us down the field and didn't happen. Kyler goes for a buck 60 through the air. Buck 70. I'm saying, but yeah, Yeah. well, it doesn't seem like that team is suited to play, to play with a pocket quarterback. They were getting absolutely destroyed up the middle by Butler and guy, which is nice to see Butler and guy kind of playing both as defensive tackles. And they had uh, like Winovich and Simon and they, Rotate Uchi, Uche in from uh, from the ends and, and blitz on passing downs. Mm-hmm. This yeah, is, I mean it. That's, it that's looked, the game to me is is the way that they were able to shut down the passing attack. Yeah, and it, well, part of it was that you know they were spying him with different players, uh, Kyler, to make it so he didn't really want to run, and it seemed like they limited somehow his running or you know his always look to run, and so he did have to pass, and he's not too confident in it. Like, he doesn't look like, I mean, like we can't say much because Cam Newton can't fucking throw the ball. But, you know, he uh, he didn't look like, you know, he's been in talks for MVP, right? He's he's one of the guys up there. And, I mean, I did not see an MVP-type caliber player out there not by chance. any means. You know, still they good. Started he, started, well. he started running a little bit, but never got that going. And their coach ultimately cost them the game. But, yeah. It definitely looked like he the the game plan for the Cardinals wasn't was was to kind of baby him. I don't know if he's nursing that shoulder injury or whatever, but it didn't seem like there was a lot of designed plays for him to get outside the pocket or to run. Um, which you know, good for us because he stayed in the pocket almost the entire game, and it didn't work out that great for him. Definitely, they they go for five yards per attempt. You were right, 170 yards, 160 yards, team passing, 10 yards, and then negative for sacks. Um, <laughs> but the, the 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 pocket passing totally did not work out for them. We did not realize how big a deal that shoulder was. I know that they, you know, he was practicing, and there was never any doubt that he was going to be able to play in that game. Never serious doubt. Uh, but the way that he the the run game was non-existent for him number 1 and then also a lot of those you know magical plays as the announcers were talking about him when he's floating back in the pocket creating time especially on third and meet to third and long mm-hmm. a lot of those completions were lofted they were like real loft soft softy passes and i know yeah. some of them were off his back foot but kyler murray's got tremendous arm talent he's not a guy that lacks for arm strength you got to think on the throwing shoulder it's not just about hits. It's got to be also about how much confidence he had in that arm. Yeah, I, I definitely think he's nursing it. Um, 
but you can see even with even with that shoulder pain, he could still whip it. So pretty impressive, uh, pretty impressive arm strength. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he he looked. You know, he has looked pretty good. You know, you look at the stats for this game, and in pretty much every offensive category, they they beat us. You know, they had their offense played pretty much better than ours. Uh, you know, third downs we were both pretty bad, but that also goes to say, you know, especially for the Patriots defense, they were six for fourteen on third down. I mean, it'd be tough to win the game like that. They out outran uh, at a hundred yards more than us. Uh, yards per play, they had more than us. They were at 4.3. We were at 3.5. You're getting 4.3 yards per play. You should win the game. You know, yeah. I mean, and that's what Belichick said after the game. He's like, ton of credit to the players. This was toughness, this and that, making the critical plays. Because I think he he even said that exact thing. Like you look you look at the way this game played out, and they shouldn't have won it. Or it was like the way this game played out, they had no business. Uh, mm-hmm. But it, it all turned. The whole freaking thing turned on yeah. the last play of the first half. The whole first half, uh, basically the Cardinals are taking it to the Pats, keeping it close, keeping it tight there. You know, Cam throws an interception how. on the first on the first possession. Yeah, it was it was it wasn't that pretty. But first Cam, quarter was a bloodbath. We looked like we didn't belong. Yeah, yeah. They jump out to a a quick lead there. Uh, get up ten nothing in the first quarter. We're able to get the touchdown in the second quarter. But then it's just like the bleeding runs Kenyon Drake up the middle just every time. And I'm, I'm staring at him. They, they put the three tight ends. Well, it's two tight ends plus an extra tackle that they kept putting in in that jumbo formation really offset. And they're just running either straight up or even to the weak side sometimes. And it's just like five, six yards a clip the whole time. Then they get stopped on that exact play at the end of the first half. Mm-hmm. Basically, don't go back to it the whole second half. They totally yeah. changed their offense. They become completely pass-heavy in the second half. Plays right into the Patriots' hands. The Cardinals get next to nothing going offensively in the second half, and so much of it has to do with, in the critical moment, the Pats came up with that stop. Stunningly. Yeah, pass, pass defense stepped up. And that that um, series at the end of the second quarter, at, at the actual time expiring, where they made that goal line stop, I thought he probably got in, but you couldn't see the ball. Um, so that was a huge turn of events. Yeah. Refs played a huge part in this game. Huge yeah. part in this game. I mean, I thought at the end there on fourth down, you get the points. I mean, it, this is not the Tom Brady-led Patriots. We are not scoring a lot of points. And if you've studied any film on the Patriots, it's get a lead, and they're going to have a tough time coming back. They're going to they're gonna play catch-up the whole time, which they can't do. So them just leaving points on the, you know, they're getting the ball back. It, you know, to lead to start the second second half, and you know, I know if they score a touchdown there, we're pretty much dead and buried. Well, if they scored a field goal there, the whole end of the game is going to turn out differently. So, you know, I get it. They wanted to bury us, score fourteen points. They thought they could run right through us. Well, hey, guess what? Go for the fucking points. You, what's the guy's name? The coach over there, Kingsbury. Yeah, Kingsbury. Kingsbury. Cliff. Big Cliff. Moron. <laughs> yeah, that's been a that's been a common theme for us since I think the Jets game in the uh, the two minute drill second quarter. We've been getting smoked. So it was nice to see him make a play there. Uh, yeah, you're right. A few plays, you know, so it was it was setting up for a horrendous middle eight for the Patriots in this game where they just the Cardinals have. I think that drive is like 10 minutes long to end the yeah. second quarter. 14 plays, I think bring it all the way down to the one inch line. They were so, I mean, they had to review it on third down to, to mark him down short of the goal line. He's barely short. They've just been running up the middle the whole time. 
I, I don't fault the play call. I don't fault the decision. Uh, they just got stopped on a really a judgment call from the ref who was blinded. So it went that way. Later mm-hmm. in the game, it went the opposite way, and the refs throw a flag on a bullshit crackback block on Puck. Oh, God. Oh, God. I mean, it ended up costing the Patriots four points. Yeah. They they had to convert a couple first downs just to get into field goal range because that penalty brought them them back to the 40-yard line. But, I mean, the refs, I mean, the the announcers are like, what the heck was that? They bring in Dean Blandino, whose job it was to enforce the rules. And he's like, hey, I don't know. Yeah, he was like, I don't like it. I don't like it, but I see the rule. Well, another time they, the, the Patriots kind of got screwed was they – didn't they call two consecutive pass interferences on Gilmore? One was on third Holding. down, one was on fourth down. Holding. Forty was one of them. And Forty then was Gilmore one. was in the next. Okay. And they also I mean, called – well, they, they called the offsetting pass interference calls on that which third was, down and completion. Yeah, that was nonsense. Which Bullshit. You never see. No. They never make that call. And that call goes to the offense. If you say no call – if there's no penalties on the play, that's the defense wins that no call. If you call them on both sides, they get to replay the down. That's effectively a penalty for the offense. Yep. It's a free play. It's a free play. Free play. It's a free play. It's complete, you got third down over again. And they, they had to talk it. about it for like three minutes. Ugh, that was sickening. Yeah. And it was just every third down on that drive. It was just like, I'm standing up. The fix is in. What are you doing? You're just yeah. handing them the game right here. It's like, oh, we, we know Kyler's, Kyler's putting asses in the couch, whatever, not the yeah, seats. seats, right? Yeah. Uh, I think uh, I, I mean, did the, there was some, there was some questionable calls for sure uh, throughout the whole game, but it, they went both ways. I mean, you could have they could have let that one go on Cam Newton at the end of the game. Um, the yeah, Cam did a good job Simmons selling there. that one. Cam, Cam sold that. He got rocked and he played like coy dead on the the sideline for a second, and he didn't get the flag until he did that. That's the exact yeah, I, type of play I've been bitching about all season long is that only quarterbacks, they're the only ones you throw that flag on. Yeah. When if you tuck the ball and you run the pass the line of scrimmage, you're a fucking runner. The rules need yeah. to apply to you as well. And that was an, a perfect example of it working out for the Patriots, but it's right. a shitty call. I feel like yeah, that, that was would... a gimme for the Afrony Jennings play. I mean, just, you know, whether the rule of the law and all that stuff on that one, you know, I don't know. I've heard it argued both ways, but. You know, what do you at that point? What do you expect the defender to do? I mean, there's a, there's a player on pursuit of a, a ball carrier. You're supposed to block him. Like, what? You can hit him hard. The whole crackback thing was years ago when there would be guys on kickoffs or a play was almost over, and some offensive lineman or player or someone was just looking to get a shot, and that the dude was basically looking the other way, and you would crush it. That's what they were trying to eliminate. And now it's turning into this thing where oh. You can't block someone uh, if you blow them up. And you know, yeah. you know they wouldn't have thrown any flag if it, if he just played patty cake out there. You, he would have got killed though. He that was got, that's the point. Yeah, which is that's the answer is is that that's the position the refs put him in is either one you let him go and you work against your own team's interests like you don't hit him. Yeah. Number two, you give up your body. Pro team interest, anti your own safety, or you do exactly what he did, which is I'm gonna protect myself and I'm gonna work in my team's favor, and he gets a penalty call. So it's like you're you're not giving any good choices there. No. Yeah. The guys, so they the thing is for me, they both saw each other and they right. both went down to hit each other, and they both made hard contact and they both fell down. So yeah. where's the 
you know, blindside. Right. Both, there's there's no such thing as blindside if they see each other and they're both ready to make a football play. You're right. So exactly. the, I want to just touch on this because I, I feel like this is the biggest facet of the game was special teams for us. We finally got a it's huge a kick return by Moncrief, a huge punt return by, by Olszewski. Uh, we got an interception, and then they, they missed a field goal. Right. And that's how we scored on all four of our drives. Um, the only way our offense ever gave us any kind of position to score was because of that crazy call, by the way, the cam keeper. And then he goes to the sideline and then there's a 15-yard penalty and we're in field goal range. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, um, definitely special teams. I mean, I've kind of been waiting for this. I think we I mentioned it a few weeks ago. Uh, about the special teams because we do spend a lot of money on it and it's like we usually make plays i know it's not a super consistent thing to do throughout the season but you know these are first time we've seen some big plays there and like you said the afrony jennings thing it's like that's you know the blind spot it's like he's blind is not seeing like that's it's exactly what the fuck it is and and you're right i mean he lit the dude up a little more than the the defendant you know the cardinal lit um jennings up but it was a perfect like what they teach you to do while blocking like he hit him square in the chest he didn't hit his head he didn't do anything like that he just got him right in the chest and he it was a you know very technically sound play so we blew him up i mean he would have got destroyed if he didn't do that he got destroyed either by belichick or you know health physically so i don't know what they expect you to do you know, I know the defenseless receiver thing. They say, oh, if you're coming in, it's tough because it's tough to, you know, figure out where the guy's helmet is versus where your helmet's going to land. And I get that. But, like, this is this is another level. You can't take blocking out of long running plays. I mean, that's the whole fucking point. But outside of that, how that play made the game for them. Punt returns. Oh, yeah. We haven't had a decent punt return since Julian Edelman was returning kicks. Same, thing for, same thing for a kick return. Moncrief goes out there, breaks a tackle or two. Uh, I looked don't know, good. I don't know what the hell looked the kicker good. was doing on that play, but yeah, right. He whiffed pretty uh, good. He whiffed so bad. It's about time for Elshevsky, dude. I mean, he's you know he's taken a lot out that he probably shouldn't has shouldn't have. So it's finally good to see him get one. Uh, hopefully, he can build on that at least at punt return. Yeah, yeah. Well, they they took him off kick return. Moncrief looked good. I like this is my looked new good. theory about kick returns. Uh, in, in Back in the day, you wanted a Bethel Johnson. You wanted somebody with burners, somebody with a little shimmy, but mostly burners. And now, I think with the change in rules, you can't have any more wedge blocks, no double teams, nothing. You just can't. You're basically not allowed to do any sort of scheme on kick return. I think you need a guy that breaks tackles. I think that's why Corderell Patterson is so good mm-hmm. returning kicks, is mm-hmm. you need a guy that's like 220. You need that Josh Cribbs. You don't, you don't want... Deion Lewis returning kicks anymore, where right. the, the day has come and passed for a kick returner who's built like that. But back to Olszewski, he's had so many touches so far this year. He had kick return. He's, he's been doing punt return the entire time. He got a carry or two on offense. He's had not only a carry or two on offense, the carry on offense, third and three. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was a tough one. Oh, my God. What were they thinking? Who were they trying to outsmart with that one? Well, let's bring Gunnar Olszewski on for one fucking play and give him all the ball on an end around. We have an unbelievable running back. I'm starting to realize why they're doing this end around, though, is because Cam can't throw the ball into the flat. So these halfback tosses, yeah. oh, you know, these big right. tosses were run with, with Harris, that's the only way we can get the ball outside, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
otherwise he just skips it right into the dirt. Uh, but special teams, it's a it's the third phase of the game, and they absolutely dominated the Cardinals in that aspect today. And really, it all comes down to, you know, you got a 17-17 game. Cardinals kicker shanks it. Fat Nick Folk drops it right mm-hmm. down the pipe. Makes it. Come on, Fat Folk. He is killing it. Unbelievable. The guy He's tried to jinx him. The announcer great. tried to jinx him earlier, and he just didn't matter. Just 50-yard field goal, good from 58, it looked like. He crushed He's that. made... He's made like a bunch in a row. He's doing really well. Yeah, oh. he's. I mean, he's a borderline Pro Bowl kicker right now. Which is stunning. <laughs> stunning. I used to. I used to shit on him constantly when he was with. Oh him. yeah. Oh just my to, god. Just uh, to just to back up that point, I'm gonna uh, just read off our first three scoring drives: a touchdown, a field goal, and a touchdown. They came from the Cardinal 46, the Cardinal 39, and the Cardinal 31. And that was yeah. set up by the kick, the kick return, the punt return, and the interception. So, yeah, bingo. Definitely special teams won that game for us. That's where it's at because it wasn't the offense. Cam Newton finished with a QBR of six, six point six, six. Awful. Is <laughs> the stat line reads nine for eighteen for eighty four yards, two interceptions, three sacks for mi- minus fifteen yards. I mean, that's like that's not a quarterback. Those aren't quarterback stats. Those really are like. Three quarterbacks this week in the NFL that passed for less than 100 yards. Three starting quarterbacks. Cam Newton, Taysom Hill, and the Broncos practice squad wide receiver, Kendall Hinton. 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 Oh, my God. Those three, that's the group that Cam Newton is in. He can't throw. company. He really can't throw. I mean, he can still run it, 9 for 46 yards. I mean, that's not too shabby as a quarterback. He can't throw it. He can't throw it some defending him at this point. Like, if you can't throw the football... And what are you in there for? You know, and yeah. I'm watching Nikki. People are killing our receivers right now. Nikhil Harry is running a drag route for 15, 20 yards across the field. He's saying, Cam, I'm open. Cam, I'm open. He's got his hands up. What's going on? He waits till he gets to the sidelines. And then by that time, there's two guys on him. He double pumps him and then throws the ball five yards to the left of him. And, and people are calling up the radio saying, what's wrong with Nikhil Harry? His quarterback's terrible. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's he's bad. I mean, uh, you know, Cam Cam's having a. I, he's he seems like a good personality in the locker room. I, I just don't understand these is how inconsistent it is. Um, you know, the week he fed uh, Jacoby Myers. You know, he didn't look great. He had some bad throws for sure. But hey, he strung a bunch of completions together. They went down the field. Same with Demir Bird. Uh, I think it was last week or whatever, where, you know, Demir Bird had like 150 yards. It's like, why can't you get those two guys? And fine, just look at them or whatever. Just get those two guys and build some momentum off that. I mean, between the two of them, you know, there's only nine receptions in the fucking game. So it's not like they were eight of them, which is pretty good. But like nine receptions in the game is it just, it's not a quarterback stat. That looks like a running back's like stats or something. I don't know what the hell that is. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm looking at the offensive stats. I'm like, what am I going to talk about for offense? There was none. There's, There's eight catches, five by Myers, three by Bird. Myers had a good game, I guess, but, I mean, it's there's nothing to talk about. Yeah. One of the things, that, just to continue to pile on Cam, uh, a guy that wins, he, he won this game, but put that aside. There was a play, <clears throat> I want to say it was in the third or fourth quarter. It was definitely in the second half. Pulls yeah. it down. Uh, I think it might have even been a designed QB run from our own, like, 20, 25, something like that. Pulls it down, runs for eight yards, 
and then gives himself up. And meanwhile, he could have, he totally could have fallen forward, taken a little bit of a hit, not a big one, a little bit of a hit, gotten the first down, gotten past the 30. Uh, instead, falls forward right there. Then we are forced to do a QB sneak on second and second and one, second and two to get that first down. I'm like, there, you just got lit up on the QB sneak. All you had to do was take the smaller hit on a, on a play where you already had the momentum. Just like, yeah, why? Why you're not actually protecting yourself? You do that, and so mm-hmm. when I saw that, I was like, the coaches aren't telling him that he's doing. Yeah, giving himself up. I, I don't know. I'm I'm almost I'm kind I'm kind of just ready for Stidham or just so I just want to see us throw the ball a little bit. You know, I, if it yeah. wasn't for special teams in that game, what are we doing? What I mean, what do we have? Three points in that game? Probably. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't like I. You know, as Cam seems good, I I'm almost I'm pretty much at the point where it's like. You know, you can get more at the position. Like, I don't care who you get. You can get, you can hire someone off the street and probably, or get somebody's backup or whatever and probably have more production. Not probably, most, I mean, almost definitely. Like, you can't have a worse game than 84 yards and two interceptions. Like, that's just about as bad as against this quarterback in the NFL. Yes. So, I, I just don't get the inconsistency. How, I mean, every single week it does look like that it's a struggle for him to throw the ball. He is having a hard time throwing the ball. Everything has to be. Except for two weeks ago against the Texans, where he was throwing it all over the yard in a losing effort. Uh, yeah, but still, it, it, he, he takes, it takes so much out of him to throw a pass. Like, even if, when he does well, you're watching him, and you're like, that is something either hurts him, or it's hard, or it's uncomfortable. There is not, you know, you look at the great quarterbacks, that's just such a fluid, great motion. For Cam, it's like he's really trying hard just to get that, you know, 20 yards downfield. It's like, I can throw better than that, for Christ's sake. You cannot throw better than Cam Newton. I'm saying I'm that right now. I'm starting to question it. <laughs> Not one fucking chance. Uh, the, the other side of the, the Pats offense that has been lacking, certainly this week, also last week, the Damian Harris I-formation run, run game was a sure thing for a few weeks. People have adjusted. Things are, are changing now. Uh, one thing that I don't think gets nearly enough notice is Isaiah Wynn got hurt two weeks ago. Exactly. You know, we've been doing this without mm-hmm. our, our left tackle, who is potentially the best run blocker on this offensive line, on, on a very good run blocking offensive line. So that's that's tough competition there. But they're, they've got like a third string tackle in there. Like obviously that's going to affect things. And also the best way they were running it was to the left side. So right there, I mean, it, exactly. it's, it's going to take a hit. Also, teams have yeah. seen. And, and Ryan's boy, he did. as he's talked to me in the past, Illuminor got blown up when he's in there. He gets roasted. That's why they, they took him out. I don't remember if it was the first quarter or the second quarter. They took him out and put in rookie Justin Heron, who's actually been okay. And he, you know, he did okay. I mean, it's not Isaiah Wynn has been playing well. You know, Isaiah Wynn has been playing very well. And I feel like nobody's talking about that. Nobody talks about how good the offensive line comes together because that's really the only reason the offense can do anything. How good the the toss sweep. Uh, the toss sweep is not flattering to uh, Damian Harris's numbers. I think he, was, he had an eight-yard loss on one of them. Yeah. But, uh, you know, he did some good things. He had some big runs. I think he had a 14-yarder. He had an 18-yarder. Was it 18 or 16? Oh, yeah, 16? he still looks good. He still looks good. He'd only got 14 carries. I think he ended up with... 50 yards. Um, yeah, 47. James Plum's White kind of 
James White kind of stole his thunder a little bit at the goal line, but, you know, Damien Harris is the least of my problems right now. I mean, if we can throw the ball a little more than 100 yards a game, I think, you know, it's... Right. What is, what's your running back supposed to do? I mean, you're right. He only got 14 carries. I've been waiting for the day he gets over 20 or 20. I mean, I don't know why. I mean, at this point, maybe if you're trying to save him just so he's not dead by next year type of thing because you know your offense isn't going to go anywhere. Uh, I, yeah, it's the inconsistency with Cam. Maybe he hurt his shoulder again, you know? It's totally possible. Definitely possible. Uh, the up and down is a problem. They lose Julian Edelman. He goes onto the COVID list after he had his knee procedure, so we won't be seeing him anytime soon. So, you know, this is the skill position grouping that we have. Sonya Michelle gets activated. He doesn't see any carries in this game. One snap. I saw him on the snap. I love the formation, though. Yeah. Yes. I I know. I almost called you. (laughs) I was like, holy (laughs) shit, they did it. They, They did it. We've been saying it. Why don't they do that more? I don't understand. Josh, you know, Josh loves outsmarting himself. Loves it. Josh McDaniels, he outsmarts himself more than anybody I've ever seen in the NFL. And he's not supposed to because he's been doing it for so long and he's been in a system he knows so well. And it's like, oh, yeah, okay, let's give the ball to fucking Gunnar Olszewski on an end around on third and three on a gotta have it fucking, like, gotta have it. I think we went for it in third down, fourth down, didn't we? I thought that was mm-hmm. the field goal. That Maybe it was a field goal. Might have been a field goal. But it's like, gotta have a play, you know, you have a quarterback who's 6'5 and can fall forward for fucking three yards, and you have a good damn running back, and you choose to give it to Gunner, who has gotten literally no offensive production all year. Zero. Not one. <laughs> yeah, he hasn't been good. I know. And I, they, that was his... Oh, sorry. They, just, they, they love to do that, where they'll bring in a guy who looks so... It's so obvious. Like, this guy only played one play the entire game. Yeah, literally. They they brought in that, that rookie receiver, and a, a couple times he did well on those end arounds where it's just like they just brought him in for one play, jet sweep. Zuber. That guy, Zuber, yeah. Isaiah Give Zuber. him the ball yeah. on fucking third down, at least. If I saw him with the ball in his hands, he's got some speed. I don't know what Gunner's doing in practice, but they have belief. They love him. Yeah. And he may, you know, I'm not going to sit here. I've heard people say he doesn't belong in the football field, and this guy doesn't belong in the NFL. I'm not going to go that far. He's just not ready. Like, sure, you know, Julian Edelman took like four or five years before he became what he has been. So maybe this guy's just not ready. They're seeing flashes. That's great. But give him, like, he's not your answer right now. There's no reason to push, force that. I'd rather you give the carries or, you know, the mere bird. Nikhil Harry. Nikhil Harry. Yeah, let's throw fucking Harry out there to the Wolves. He's he's a first-round pick. He should be able to respond. Did you know uh, Isabella? Got picked after him, and I'm just looking at all the guys that got picked after him and, and all their production. Don't and do we don't even yourself. use this guy. We gave him three targets the whole game, um, zero catches. Uh, one of them he should have had. It was in his hands. It's That's like a diving catch. Yeah, he should have had that one. I just want to see some production out of him. I, I don't care if you have to play him every play and just force feed him the ball. I got to see something, man, because Isabella from UMass is getting the ball like every other play. That guy's got yeah. wheels. Um, yeah, you can play. Harry yeah, and the Harry. holding call also. I was just gonna say he's running out of time. Yeah. He did. He got two last week. One of them might not have been his fault last week, but yeah, that's two weeks in a row. He's getting what is that? Is it ten or fifteen yard? Ten yard penalty kill. And it, we don't have the offense to come up with another ten yards. Like I think we all know that we're at first and twenty. Consider it a punt. Yeah, false start equals punt. I mean, maybe not a hundred percent of the time, but you're looking at a 
clear, smooth 90% of the time <laughs> we're, we're fucking punting. Right. Harry's locked in as our third string receiver right now. Looking at the snaps for Myers and Bird, 50 and 45. Uh, Harry has 26. So, not good. And, and Myers has played a fraction of the time as Harry. No, that's. Yeah. You mean over the course of the season? Over the season. I'm not. Yeah, yeah I'm sorry. He started playing, what, like three or four weeks ago? And he's already our fucking lead receiver. Is he our lead goddamn receiver? He should be. He's got pretty be. much. As soon yeah. as Edelman went out, Jacoby came in. Uh, yeah, but just, I mean, just to wrap up this game, really good win. Game they shouldn't have oh, won. I'm not saying, yeah. A game, not they, shouldn't have won. game they had to win in order to had have to any chance of getting into the playoffs. Right now, they're like half a game behind Baltimore. Right. And Oakland just had a huge loss. I mean, there's a, and we know what's going to happen. The Browns need to not do well, which honestly, if it comes down to us making the playoffs because the Browns have to lose a few games, that sounds like fantastic chances. <laughs> I don't think that's I think the Browns. The Browns are going to be out of our reach. Browns are eight and three. Eight and three yeah. They have a really hard schedule down the stretch, though. They do, but they would have to fall flat on their face, and we would have to effective. The the thing is, there's three wild card teams. The Browns are are currently the number one wild card team. We don't have to get past the number one wild card team. We got to get past the number three wild card team. Uh. So, there's still a chance. You're saying there's a chance? I, that's exactly what I'm saying. The Colts have a big loss this week against the Titans. Go down uh, by like 19 points. I mean, Derrick Henry's just freaking unstoppable. As soon as I heard DeForest Buckner wasn't playing, I was like, it's over. You're not going to be able to stop the Titans' run game with DeForest Buckner out of there. That guy's completely changed that defense in Indy. So really? They go Man, down. you think it's give that much credit? DeForest Buckner? Yeah, he's amazing. Fantastic. He's amazing. I was shitting on the Niners, and I still don't know if this is right, but they traded DeForest Buckner right. for the like number 13 pick in the draft. The Colts immediately give DeForest Buckner a raise up to $22 million a year, mm. like Aaron Donald, Khalil Mack money. And so the, the Niners then turn around, they sign Eric Armstead for $15 million a year, who's the, the biggest knockoff DeForest Buckner out there, and then they use the... 13th pick on Javon Kinlaw, like sick freak. Yeah. Big boy. Prospect. Yeah. And they save like 4 million in balance. And I'm like, I still don't know who got the better of that deal. Right. Well, the Niners got uh Bosa on that line too. And then they got so many good defensive oh, players, Earth Greenlaw. Ball. And it's Deep just, forward, Fred they, Warner. yeah, they love their defensive line. So yeah, they're stacked. But the I point, that they'll be all right. What I was bringing up is the Colts lost in this, this week. Huge. Seven of four. Next week, they're playing the Texans. I know. Oh, the Texans have like three wins. Texans are playing dirty football right now. They really good. Annihilated the Lions on Thanksgiving. They're going to be coming in on a long week. Colts are really battered up. Uh, they could lose another game. That's seven and five. Colts still have to finish out their schedule. I, I don't have it in front of me, but I'd imagine they're looking at about a nine seven finish. Then you got the uh, Dolphins. We're playing the Dolphins straight yeah. up. Uh, you mentioned the Raiders already had. A, a tough loss against the Falcons where they got demoralized. Obliterated. What happened there, too? I, that's a letdown. That's a classic letdown. Oh, we, we got all ramped up for the Chiefs on Sunday night football, and then... It, Atlanta's <laughs> got some sneaky... They, I mean, they put up fucking points fast. I just... I'm very surprised that Vegas couldn't score. Only six points is terrible. These, they they these only schedules, have field goal, most of it. What these schedules saying? make no sense to me. They're, the Texans are playing the Colts. And then they play 
at the Bears, and then they're at the Colts the following week. They play the Colts twice in three weeks. Yeah, so then stupid. the Bengals and Titans. So what are they right now? Four and seven? Uh, Bengals? I, Bengals are two and eight. Yeah, I, two, eight, and one. No, the Texans. I think they could probably finish eight and eight. Oh, Texans are four and seven. Yeah, they totally could. Definitely. I mean, they they're they played so good uh, versus Detroit last week that they got the head coach fired down there in Detroit. Detroit yeah, finally Patricia. turning the page. Bob Quinn's been Not there for three, four years. Patricia's been there for did, working. Did Quinn on get three. fired too? Yeah, Quinn got ousted. Cleaned house. Wow. Bunch of firings this weekend. Yeah. Uh, I mean, a lot of what the Lions did. They they had so many people that with the Patriots. It's wild. Fun. Not I mean not just coaches, but Justin Coleman and Jamie Collins and uh, Danny Shelton. I mean just watching Trey that Flowers. Game. Trey, that Trey guy, Flowers. Yep. Yeah, all over the place. Sanu. Galladay was very happy. Sanu. Patricia was Sanu out. made catches. What was going on? Galladay, what did he say? He was just happy that Patricia's gone. Wow. Yeah, probably not not good for uh, his chances of coming to New England. He's shitting on Matt Patricia. I don't know. I don't know. Gall- if Galladay's take... a free agent at the end of the year. So what if we sign him and then get Patricia back? Yeah, <laughs> no, I don't think so. Yeah. That was like when we signed, uh, what was it, Michael Bennett and Greg Schiano at the same time, and they hated each other. And then Greg Schiano retired and or left, and Michael Bennett never played. So, you know, it was a lose-lose. Yeah. Just about $4 million in dead cap on that one. Um, that was looking back, yeah. That was bad. The, the Jaguars also cut ties with their GM, Dave Caldwell. who. What I'm, do they like about that coach so much? Doug Marone? Yeah. I mean, Dave, Dave Caldwell deserved to be fired at least three years ago. Oh, definitely. Definitely. If you look yeah. at their first-round picks, it's, it's a laughingstock. And they're all top ten picks. They they're top ten. They've had top ten picks since they've gotten into the league, and they've all sucked. They've made like two good ones in like twenty years. You guys talking about the Jaguars? Jaguars, yeah. yeah. They had it's. They've had. I would kill season. for Mike Glennon right now. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> Guy with an arm. Yeah. The Jaguars have had one season in the twenty tens where they didn't lose more than ten games. That's pretty sad. Yeah. One time. That was the I mean, one great defensive, and then they beat the Patriots the following year and absolutely fell apart and never came back from it. They have a good one in Robinson, though, that kid, uh, the running back there. Yeah, they didn't. He had 120 yards, touchdown. They didn't. Was he an undrafted he's free not, agent? He's undrafted. They didn't draft him. Yeah, he could play. <laughs> he could play, man. Just If you're drafted by the Jaguars, just don't don't ever suit up. Just be like, that's it, I'm retiring. I'm not uh, This This is a bad omen. Can't do it. I, that's how what I would advise Trevor Lawrence to do. Do not whatever you don't go to Jackson. Just say no. Uh, we mentioned Denver. What a shit show. I thought that was going to be a fun game. I tuned in for like two drives. Like, all right, I'm out. I'm, I don't need to watch a high school quarterback play the Saints defense. Yeah, it was, mm-hmm. that was unwatchable. That's like one of the only games I, I didn't even watch the highlights. It was atrocious. And then Brady plays host to Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. In the late game in Tampa Bay, and it started ugly. 17 nothing in, like, the first quarter. Two picks by Brady. One of them was a deflection. I'm not putting that one on. The True. other one, fair, fair, the fair other one was, uh, you know, it's a good game, though. 
It turned out to be a good fourth quarter. I'm, I'm glad I skipped the second quarter because nothing yeah. happened. But Ty- Tyreek Hill, just uncoverable. I don't know what the hell their defensive package was, but it, they had they had Carlton oh. Davis following them around. Carlton Davis is like 6'1", rangy, long cornerback. It's like, why would you match him up against a guy that's 5'8", and just a walking human muscle? Just I don't even care if the they, you match him up. Or initially, when he gets burned for 200 yards in the first half, you don't go, hey, maybe we should fucking give this dude a break and double-team him. So there was some yeah, stat that with, uh, him and Kelsey, Tariq and Kelsey, uh, between the two of them, had like pretty like almost all the Kansas City yards like well, in yeah. total. Uh, but, well, yeah, the point is don't let those – you know those two guys are going to come and kick your ass. Don't let them. And what what does Tampa and that idiot coach Aaron's do? He's like, you know what? Like, I don't mind. Let's see if they can do it. And they just walked all over him. I'm gonna look it up. Okay, you do that. Tyreek Hill, 15 targets, 13 catches, 269 receiving yards, and three touchdowns. Maybe double that guy. Yeah. Keep an eye. So between between the two of them, they had 21 receptions. And uh, what is that? That's uh, 350 fucking yards. Holy shit. Is that a record? 269 receiving yards? Is that, no. that's gotta be in like the, the record, ballpark of a record, like, right? He's like that. Yeah. He made it pretty high, but I think the record they were saying it during the game was like 313 by someone. Yeah. I mean, Some that's the difference in the game. Wild fucking name too. It was pretty funny. Yeah. It's like Billy White shoes Johnson, but it's somebody. Yeah, else. Ex- exactly. Very similar to that. <laughs> Why Carlton Davis no isn't nicknames the anymore. I need more nicknames. Everybody just goes by initials. It's like, oh, this is AB and that's AP. Yeah, right. Need I feel more bad for Carlton issues. Davis. I feel bad for he's him. Not a, he was set up to fail. Yeah, he's not a bad corner. You know, Screwed. Just, you know, single man coverage, no one over the top with Tyree Kill flying by you. Like, what are you supposed to do? You know, if you put Carlton Davis on Sammy Watkins or Travis Kelsey, he does a pretty good job. Yeah, yeah, not, not, yeah. Double team, like I don't. There's something about Bruce Arians. I, I I've talked about it before. He really just watching them play and then hearing anything he has to say after a loss is like you are a horrible coach. <laughs> does seem not even. It. He's terrible. He's terrible. He's calling, like, I don't know who calls the offensive players. I don't know if it's him. I don't know if it's Leftwich. And they just, oh, here's Tom Brady, the best, like, kill you with a thousand paper cuts type of quarterback, can get everything underneath, everything in the flats, everything 10 to 20 yards downfield. His long ball, a little shaky sometimes. What do they do in this offense? They're just like, all right, just fucking run verts, line it up, send it over the top, and that's not Brady's game at all. And they just keep fucking doing it. I'm looking at Tampa Bay's team, and it's good everywhere except Fact. for depth. Except for depth in corners, they don't have corners. They have uh, Winfield's good safety. Carlton Davis pretty good corner. Why couldn't we send Gilmore over there for a first round pick? I, I just don't. That team's win now. You would think yeah. they would they would want someone like that, but I don't know. You would totally think whatever. That. Yeah, the the way they play offense is baffling as well. Makes no sense. Even Tony Romo's doing the game. He's like, they're not doing any motion. It was like the end of the literally. It was like the third quarter. They sent the running back out wide left and then brought him back to the backfield in motion. He's like, oh, finally. Yeah, literally. Yeah, he was like, can you believe it? They, there it is. They, they just did it. The motion, like the like, the number one thing Brady's been using to pre for pre snap reads. They finally did it one time. All right. Right, and I and you know you look back on his career in New England, 
you, you know, this wasn't Andy Reid's offense where Andy Reid sending like five guys back and forth all over the fucking field before the snap. But someone, you know, there was a lot of motion. There was a lot of, you know, getting guys moving and stuff like that. And then, you know, a lot of screens. You don't really see any screens from Tampa Bay's offense. You don't really see anything except this, like, I feel like it's like the 1970s. It's just like, all right, step back, hand the ball off, or fucking chuck it downfield. Those are your plays. It's like, you have the best quarter. This isn't Jameis Winston. This is Tom Brady. Like, you have a Ferrari. Use it. They won't use it. They don't <laughs> yeah, do it. And then after the game, Arians is always like, I don't know. Guys were open. I don't know. The to- Tommy calls all the plays he wants now. And it's like, yeah. are you the head coach or are you the head whiner? It's just like take Literally. a little responsibility. Oh, oh, dude. Well, how come your team, you know, seemed not too too great at this? Oh, well, we coached it, so I don't know. Excuse me? Oh, oh, you took care of it, but you still suck? That means it's your fault. That's what that yeah. means. You always hear about players being like locker room cancers. What about a coach? Have you ever heard a more divisive coach? He's ever? terrible. Like, I don't know if he's trying to motivate Brady because he knows that, you know, Brady – you know, Belichick motivated Brady like that, definitely over the years. And obviously it got to Tommy. But, I mean, you look at how Brady looks on the sidelines and how he looks, um, you know, after plays. Unless it's a touchdown, he is, I don't, you know, he kind of looks like he's just, like, not engaged. And I don't mean that in the wrong way. It's almost like, he, like he's on the sidelines and he just has this, like, look on his face. Like, he doesn't really want to be there. And I'm wondering how much of the decision he's like, ah, I don't know about this one. Well, I can tell you something for sure. They both won't be back next. Arians and Brady. Oh, one or the other. One or the and other you, will be back. Oh, well, who do you think? What, who's your money on? Uh, I would have to see what Arians' contract Oh, my God. He's gone, dude. He's gone. Yeah. He's Arians is gone. gone. <laughs> He's gone after this as soon as the season, as soon as they lose and are out for the rest, you know, playoffs, end of the season, whatever it happens, he is done. Yeah. And then Matt Patricia comes in, right? Right. Yeah, right. Right. Okay, we're all in uh, agreement on that. You guys are all on the record agreeing to that. No, um, no, no. I mean, I, yeah. Oh, dude, Arians, I just can't stand him. Speak. It's like I've never seen of a, a coach get one of the best players of all time, and it just shows how incompetent they are. It's like, oh, you just got a sick player, and it shows you, show, it'll show everyone how incompetent I am as a coach at my job because this guy's good. Like, I've never, I didn't even know it was a thing. Speaking of incompetent coaches, Patriots are currently traveling to California Ooh. for a 14-day quarantine. No, to play the Los Angeles Chargers, who are led by Anthony Lynn, who, um, I mean, we were texting about it. I'm, I'm not sure what his clock management strategy is. Not sure if he understands that there's a clock involved with how football is played. I don't know if he understands oh, anything God. about that. 16 seconds just running off the clock. Hey, why did you uh, why did you wait 16 seconds to take a time out there? Um, I'm not sure. Worst answer I've ever heard, by the way, to a clock <laughs> management. Unbelievable, dude. They were running the ball like they were they were handing the ball off. They have no time left. They're handing the ball off and like just like moseying to the line. It's like are you, and they had a timeout. Like what oh. are what is going on down there? That was brutal. Dude, that that collection of players is—I feel so sorry for because that's that's a talented good, team. Good team. If they if they had a coach, I feel like they they would they might even have a winning record. And they're three and eight. That's how bad that coach is. <laughs> I, I agree with you. They're three and eight. Yeah, I mean we we talked about it on a previous episode, but they 
They have like some of the most fourth quarter, double digit fourth quarter leads in the NFL this year. Yeah. <laughs> it's insane. Like the other two the teams. Yeah. The other two teams they're behind, I think are like, it's like the chiefs. I don't remember the other one, but they're both, you know, two of the best teams in the league, maybe the Steelers yeah. or something. And it's like, Oh, it, Justin Herbert, the dude, I mean, I shit on him before the season. I will admit I was completely wrong about him. He can fucking play. He can zip the ball, and he makes good reads, and it's like you really don't have to do – like it. the reason the Patriots aren't as bad as they should be this year is because there's so many fucking bad – just bad teams that can't coach. The coaching is horrible. The clock management is horrible. The penalties are horrible, and it's just like we can't tank literally because Bill – just the fundamentals of a Bill team – won't sink to that level, I guess. I don't. I mean, it's it's a joke. You watch these game teams, and you're like, "What is? Are you? Are they seeing a different game than we're all seeing? Because there's 30 million people watching, and we all knew to do that. You were the only person that didn't do it." Okay, so here here's the question: You switch these head coaches, Belichick for Anthony Lynn. What are the records of the new of their respective? Uh, Chargers are seven and five. Easy. Easy seven. Easy. And five, right. Yeah. I'd, I'd even put better. I'd probably like, seven and five. It's not that. I mean, much I'd probably up ten and two. I mean, that'd be pretty nasty. Oh, what did they play? Eleven games, so seven and four. Seven let's and say. Four. Oh, okay, seven okay. Four. They're, basically, they're in the playoffs. Yeah, nine and two, leading the division, arguable chance at a bye week. <laughs> <laughs> okay, somebody's really high on the Chargers roster, and then the Patriots. Oh, I mean, they're good. They're good, and the Patriots with Anthony Lynn, like two and seven. So two and nine. No, two two and nine. I'm sorry. Two and nine. One and one and ten. We're the Jets. We're the Jets. I think two and nine is very accurate. I bet they I, I don't know. They they probably lose that game to the Jets. Who knows? They could be I worse. thought he was a decent coach. I didn't think he was that bad. He's monumentally bad. Like horrible. Every every week that he retains his job is surprising. He must be really well liked in that organization. Like really I think well he is. liked. He seems he's like a really nice guy. Because he's, he's beyond incompetent. And it, I know, it's not just him, but he's in charge of clock management. And the decisions, the decisions are ludicrous. They had, they ran a quarterback sneak from the one-yard line, and the whole offensive line thought it was a passing play. <laughs> That's just... That? They all dropped no, in pass protection, it. and Justin Herbert, the whole franchise, he is the <laughs> franchise, goes mm-hmm. headfirst into a defense that's unblocked. Oh, my God. Oh my god! I mean, it's dude. crazy. They they got some players, dude. They have they have I a mean, lot of players. They have a lot of players. Their defense has been good. You know, they haven't been. They really don't give up a lot of points. I, I don't get it. I, so I many just, players. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Their defense is like if I could pick like two guys to start my team with, uh, Joey Bosa and Derwin James are like near the top of that list. Yeah. Um, Kenneth Murray is a guy I wanted the Patriots to draft. They got Jerry Tillery, the Notre Dame kid, Linval Joseph. Um, they just have a lot of good players, man. Their receivers are good. Keenan Allen, um, Hunter Henry, the tight end, and Mike Williams, the, the Clemson kid. Um, Mike just Williams is great. Mike's a really good. I'd love to have Mike Williams on the Patriots right now. Oh, my God. Eckler, I think, is uh, he might be injured. Maybe hurt. Or on the yeah, COVID back. list. Is he he's on the? Back. Oh, okay. Hunter Henry, I, mean, a lot of talent I don't know if you said him, like he's good. Yeah, they're they're pretty. They have some really high level talent. Um, it's not 
across the board that every single position is like that, but like that defensively, you know, they're missing Melvin Ingram. He's out hurt. Uh, Casey Hayward's been hurt. Deshaun Derwin James, excuse me. One of my favorite players as well. You've great taste. Uh, he's, he's on. IR. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, but Denzel Perriman is a serviceable inside linebacker. He would make a huge difference with the Patriots. If he was there defensively, they're, Middle of the pack, maybe, maybe slightly above average, where offensively the skill level is fantastic. I mean, they're, it's, it's, they're very similar to me to the Vikings, where like the Vikings mm-hmm. have Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen, and they got some talent at tight end, plus they got a really good back. You know, Dalvin Cook is better than Austin Eckler, but I think Keenan Allen and Mike Williams as a tandem might be better than, than what Minnesota has, and certainly Hunter Henry would be an upgrade over Kyle Randolph, Kyle Rudolph, excuse me. Um, offensive line, pretty solid. Pretty solid throughout. They got Dan Fee at center, Forrest Lamp at left guard, both um, early mid-round picks, second, third round area. Brian Balaga comes over from Green Bay after 10 Stellarsons there. Uh, Trey Turner is a mauler at right right guard. So they, mm-hmm. they got some talent up front too. And then Justin Herbert, I mean, he's, he's a shoe-in for Rookie of the Year, right? Is there? Even, oh, yeah, definitely. There's no debate. After I mean, Bale, Justin Jefferson's got to be like somewhere in the conversation but i mean you're, you're never going to give it to a receiver over a quarterback um so yeah it's herbert especially because he's gonna i mean he's gonna obliterate cam newton's rookie record for a passing year, which i think is like right around four thousand. but herbert's going for like 290 every plus he's getting rushing tds uh yeah i mean his arm strength is off the charts you can hear the ball when he throws it yeah yeah, oh, yeah. i mean he's played 10 games and he's got 3,000 yards. He's averaging over 300 yards a game. That's incredible. For a it's kid, is it? What's he, what's he, 22 years old? Like, that's pretty scary. Yeah, he's, he's on pace for 5,000 yards in his rookie season for a losing football team. Yeah. Uh, he's a, yeah. a good example. He and Joe Burrow, both uh, guys that spent least their scene in college. Joe Burrow was a transfer, so he came out as like a 39-year-old rookie. But uh, both of them... <laughs> you know, fully matured as, as much as you can in college before coming out. And both of them have looked really good. Tua has been a bit up and down, a guy that, that came out early. And we've seen a bunch of quarterbacks in previous years came out a bit early and didn't look so hot. Yeah, that's a great point. Um, yeah, I mean, clearly something something's going on there. And, you know, they have a, they have a good offense. They score oh a lot of points. I, you know, I just don't – it's Anthony Lynn. He just ruins them. You know, you go through this this their schedule here. They lost by, or they won by three against Cincy. They lost by three to Kansas City week two overtime. Lost by five against Carolina, uh, seven against Tampa Bay, three against New Orleans, one against Denver, five against Vegas. It's like Jesus Christ. Everyone, everything's a one score game except somehow the Bills beat the shit out of them twenty seven seventeen. Well, that's because they got stopped on a QB sneak. With three when, yeah, to go with, on the one yard line. That, right, otherwise, that's nobody, a score game. Right. Yeah. This is, I mean, look at this. Number two. Herbert led the passing. game. Oh, I'm sorry. Number two passing offense. Number 11 rushing offense. Number, what's this? Uh, number 10 passing defense. Number 18 rushing defense. So, okay, their rushing defense isn't great. Everything else is, you're three and eight with that. That's. I mean, that's pretty obvious, right? Let's, let's put it differently. They, they are third in the NFL in total offense. They're 16th in the NFL in points scored. They are 12th in the NFL in total defense, 25th in points allowed. They are doing a good job with yardage and a really bad job in points. And unfortunately yeah. for them, that's how you determine. Right. 
Right. So it's they're like figuring they have out talent. how to lose games. They're figuring out how to lose games, which is coaching. I mean, you look at the yeah. the friggin' stats here. Herbert's led every single game in passing that he's played in. It's like they're trying to tank for for Lawrence, for Trevor Lawrence, and don't realize that they already have a guy that's every bit as good as Trevor Lawrence yeah. could hope to be. Right, literally. <laughs> literally. They're gonna get a high pick. Who the hell are they gonna take? Oh, they're you just know? gonna add somebody, probably somebody with a serious injury history, judging by the people they that should selected. Oh, they might draft a coach and just make him retire. <laughs> oh, he's done. I mean, like you said, after going, Oh, what'd you do there? Oh, I'm not sure. You're done. I don't yeah. care if it's at the end of the season or next week, you are done. He's cooked. North so, Turner. The 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 point of this game is the Chargers play close games. The Patriots do not blow anybody out. Everything is pointing to this being a three-point game either way. Game is in L.A., which it really doesn't really mean a thing, um, especially because the, the Pats will go out early and they're going to they're playing the Rams the following week, so they're going to stay there for like a two-week. So it's not going to be uh, changing their their uh, time schedule the day before the game or anything. It's going to be tight. I mean, we, we'll put Gilmore on Keenan Allen. I think that's going to be a fantastic matchup. Mike Williams scares oh, yeah. me as a guy that makes plays downfield, but I, I really want to see J.C. Jackson match up with him physically. I think uh, Hunter Henry, we're going to throw a bunch of different players at him. I think this is a classic man coverage game. It's our first one in a while after the mobile quarterbacks we've been facing. Thank God. I really yeah, but Herbert can run. Herbert can no, run, but he yeah, he's not, not the like same. That. He doesn't want he's, to run the way that Kyler does. He's not that threat. Uh, but he's a terrific athlete. I really, I, I think this this could be a tremendous matchup for our defense in the challenge sense. I, but I think it is. Challenge. I think the Chargers will put up like 24 points. It's a question of can the Pats match that? I think they will. I think they yeah. will because of the coaching staffs and what we're going to be able to pull out special teams wise. I think we'll be able to get a trick here and there on Herbert and get get some takeaways. And then uh, their rushing defense. They are 30th in the NFL in yards per attempt allowed. They, no shit. they give it up. They give it up. Wow. And, and they're missing some people on that front. I, mesh, I mentioned uh, Melvin Ingram. We'll see if, if he's able to bounce back for this game. He's not on IR or anything. But, you know, I think they have a chance to be able to run the ball, control the clock, and take advantage of a couple mistakes by the Chargers team. And I'm going 27-24 Pats. Sweet. Yeah, I... I um... Definitely on a lot of those points there. Um, I think it's a good matchup for us, like you said. I didn't realize they were that bad against the rush. Even their receivers, um, you know, uh, I think Williams, he can get shut down in games. Like, he can he can disappear in, in there. And we have the secondary that can do it and has recently been playing like it, thank God. Um, Chase Winovich, we really didn't mention him. He's been a fucking player. Last game... He played. He looked great last game. So you know, guys like that keep building on. Uh, on that would be fantastic. Uh, Herbert is a guy you can kind of get after. Like you said, he doesn't really like to get out there in the pocket. He wants to stay there and throw it. So you know, good pass, good pass defense. Send the guys up front. That'd be fantastic. You look at what they've, who they've beaten. They beat Cincinnati week one. They beat Jacksonville and they beat the Jets. So, you know, I know we're not the best team out there either, but we have more impressive fucking wins than that. Like that, if we lose this game, it is sheer coaching. It's the same as the Houston Texans. Now, I think the Texans are more talented than the Chargers, but if you lose this game, I don't think it's going to be because of a talent issue 
or a playing issue. It's going to be because you got out coached, you got out schemed, and if you get out coached by Anthony Lynn right now, good God. So I think we're going to win. Uh, I think it's going to be a similar score to you. I'm hoping we can actually put up some kind of points this week. I'm going to go 27-21 Patriots. Okay, I agree that we're going to win, but I disagree on if we win, it's going to be because we outcoach them, and if we if we lose, it's going to be because they outcoach us. I think that they are the more talented team, especially in the skill positions. Um, I think that we're probably going to have to run the ball a lot. So that's that's going to be our saving grace. Um, I'm going to go 21-17, Patriots. Cashing right. in in the red zone. No field goals. We don't get to see Fat Folk? No, not this week. Well, actually, you know what? Yeah, you're probably right about that. I'm, well, <laughs> nope, I'm already nope, nope. I'm he's already in, he's, you're in. He's you're locked, in. I'm locked in. Yeah. He's locked and loaded right there. We'll, we'll get lucky and move the ball a little bit. Maybe someone will break a tackle. I'm stoked to watch, to watch Herbert. I'm, I'm a guy. I definitely. I thought he was the classic, like Paxton Lynch Bust. quarterback. I thought it was oh, yeah. like this guy physically looks fantastic, but he he's not going to have the anticipation skills. Watch him play a handful of times at Oregon. Was just never impressed. It's like this guy just rolls out of the pocket and throws into the flat. Like I get it. He's got a big arm. I get it. he's a big, tall, strong, athletic guy. But man, does he look good? He's like the best rookie quarterback I've ever seen. He's he's smart, really. That you've ever seen? I mean, he does look Name really good. Name someone better. Ben Roethlisberger? Go ahead. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, Andrew Luck was pretty good. RG3. RG3 was good? He was a He was really, really good. good. He was a really good rookie. Yeah. Andrew Luck was a was a pretty good rookie. And he was yeah. good. Um, I think they might have. Uh, yeah. It's, well, it's yeah, like stats-wise, he, he's putting up some pretty insane stats. Yeah. It's a rookie. short list that yeah. he's on right now. So, stoked to be able to watch him for a full game and see what Belichick thinks of him. Is you know the way he plays. Uh, Justin Herbert's going to tell you a lot about what he actually thinks about him. Elsewhere this weekend, really not that many good games. Uh, the one that I'm really looking forward to is the Browns at the Titans. I think this is a reality check for the Browns. Everybody knows the Titans can be up and down, but nobody doubts that that's, that's a difficult. And uh, the Browns have just been kind of coasting. I mean, eased one out against the Jaguars by like two points. I know the Jags scored late, but... Uh, Really, I haven't. They've just been kind of coasting wins. I want to yeah. see them against some good competition. Yeah, that's an interesting one. Uh, I'm looking at Cleveland's running game though, and they did look really good as far as running the ball. Um, I think I'm gonna go Browns. On the brownies, fuck them, Tennessee. <laughs> this is this is what I mean. I don't I don't believe in the in the Browns, so I'm going Tennessee. I don't either. Not until I feel I like see them beat a good team. Things are looking too nice down there in Cleveland for uh, for it not to all come to a horrible ending because it's the Browns and that's usually just what they do. Um, down there, another one. I'm, yeah, another one I'm looking at is uh, like you said earlier, Indianapolis at Houston. Can Houston continue it a lot? Continue, you know, to show off a little bit here and strut their stuff. And is Indy going to continue that nosedive they're having? After last game, Deshaun Watson is making a case for the Texans' job being the best available coaching. Definitely, but you have to deal with you know, the crazy chaplain Jack Easterby in the front office running rampant. Oh. But eventually, eventually, that Chargers' job is going to open up, and somebody's going to take a long look at. It. Look at all that skill. Yeah, yeah. They just released yeah, Kenny Stills. You see that? Yeah, they agreed to part ways. Kenny, Why? Kenny Stills quit in the first quarter against the Patriots. He quit. They called it a knee injury. You saw him walking around. He looked fine. Yeah. Fine. He just quit. I know. He just hates being there, huh? Yeah, apparently. 
Uh, did he get picked up yet? I don't know. I don't know, but you don't want that cancer. I don't know. I thought we thought he was decent. Uh, Los Angeles at Arizona is a good division game. Uh, that's, you know, they're all fighting in that division for um, the division title. So that I think that'll just be a fun game just because they're going to be hitting. Yeah. Rams just lost a big one. I think they bounced back this week. And Arizona, I think there's, I think there's something wrong with Kyler Murray. I want to see if they baby him another, another week in a row. Um, I'm going to go Rams. Yep, I agree. Same. And that pretty much does it. I mean, there's, there's yeah. not that many good games. Who the hell knows when the Ravens and Steelers are going to play again, but eventually they'll get back into it. I hope the Steelers go 15-0 and 0 and they cancel one game. Wouldn't that be hilarious? <laughs> no, just... because they're still undefeated. I want that they have to have a loss on their schedule. Okay, let's they say will. they get COVID, and after getting repeatedly screwed in their matchups against teams, like the, when the forfeit. Titans had a COVID outbreak, they're just like fucking bump the Steelers game. Same thing with the oh. Ravens, bump the Steelers game. And then I hope the Steelers, I don't really, it would be funny if they had an outbreak and then the Steelers had to forfeit. The game. Ooh, that'd be pretty <laughs> Did you see how much the Pats got fined for having Cam Newton in the building when he had COVID? 350. Yeah. What's Baltimore's fine going to be? That's got to be a pick, right? All the, all the people they've had in the building with COVID. You would think so. You would definitely think so. I feel like the Ravens are butt buddies with the NFL, but they they definitely the way that everything has gone for them, they should lose a pick. I mean, the, the oh, I would the love team it. That just lost a pick was it the Raiders? Somebody oh, lost like God. a seventh round pick. Yeah, I saw that. I can't remember who it was off the top of my head. Saints. 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 Yeah. I would love it if the Ravens lost like a like a third round pick, or something like that. Yeah, I mean, you know, I don't know. I don't know how they're playing this game. I mean, it's it's pretty fucked. You know, it's costing like, the NFL a lot of money. They had him scheduled for the Thursday night game, right? Yeah. So yeah, the whole country was going to watch it. And now it's at like Wednesday at noon or something. Noon Pacific. No, it was Tuesday at five. Now it's at regular time. No, it's Wednesday at three. It's Wednesday three in the afternoon. at three forty in the afternoon Eastern time, which is like lunch break on the West Coast. Tomorrow? Yeah. And then the no Steelers way. game next week got moved to Tuesday. It's all crazy. But the game just... tomorrow at three forty. Is that real? Are you being serious? That's the last I heard. I'm gonna look it up. Oof. It'll Jesus. be outdated by the time everybody listens to this. So don't listen to this. We don't really care. We'll look it up afterwards. Should keep your eye on it. One game I wanted to mention too for uh, next week is the second Monday night game, which is Buffalo at San Fran. The only reason I mention it is because I want Buffalo to tank and uh, not tank, but just lose out. And I think San Fran could beat them. I really do. Can we just focus on, I don't want them to tank, but I want them to lose out. <laughs> well, they're the not going to tank. Oh, you tank mean ensues purpose. I feel like tanking ensues like, oh, they're doing it intentionally. Yeah. But, you know, I, uh, you know, they're eight and three. They, let's, let's get them to lose. Huh? They got, uh, they got a tough schedule. They got um, San Francisco coming up, which I think is going to be a tough one for them just because San Fran randomly turns it on. Then they got Pittsburgh the week after. Then the Broncos, who knows about that one? But then the Patriots and the Dolphins. So it's not not a bunch of chums in the last four weeks, five weeks. There. They could go nine and seven. They could. That's they what I'm saying. Win out. Come on. We need it. We need it. Okay. That'll do it for us. Thank you all for listening. Hope you enjoyed the, the wackiness that will be the remainder of the NFL season. Let's go Pats on the West Coast. Last time they did this, where they spent two weeks there, was 2014, and that led to a Super Bowl. So let's hope that happens again as if anybody believes that but uh, playoffs playoffs is the first step and the first step to that is winning this game so thank you all for listening we'll talk to you next week Mm -hmm. see ya adios